Speak to me, Lord. Hallelujah. Tell me what to do. So there's a word from God. Those who have your Bibles, if you do not have one, we encourage you to grip one out the pew or look at someone's next to you and open up to Joshua in the Old Testament. Joshua will be in the first chapter, verses 1 uh, through 9. We're going to look at that text. And as you're turning there, if you can help me announce uh, this message to your neighbor, uh, tell them how to be strong and courageous. That's it. How to be strong and courageous. That's, that's, that's what we're going to deal with this morning. Uh, I need your prayers. As we're turning to this text, how to be strong and courageous. I want you to think about your life in times that you have been fearful. Times that you have faced life choices uh, that challenge you in such a way you are looking for somebody else to help you make the right decision. Am I talking to somebody here? You, you knew what you wanted to do, but you wanted to make sure it was the right thing to do. Am I talking to somebody here? You knew how you felt, but you oftentimes know how what you feel can also lead you to the wrong decisions. Uh, say amen if you're with me here. Because there's times in life when things look good and they feel good, but might not be good. And there's sometimes in life when you're at that big obstacle, that big challenge in life, that when you get next to it, you see how small you are. And you see how great and big it is. But tell somebody, tell somebody, that's the time for God to work it out. You see, see, you, you thought you could handle it, but now you gave God an opportunity to show you who he is. And see, in times of how to be strong and courageous, we want to look at first, we have to know who God is. We have to know that he is faithful. Then, then, then when we know that he is faithful, then we know how to obey him. And, and then we know how to obey him, we receive a blessing knowing that he will be with us. Am I talking to somebody here? We're going to look at this text and see how God is faithful, how his commandments are faithful, and how God is still faithful again. <laughs> We're going to look and see that no matter how big your obstacle how daunting the challenge may be with God is possible. First Timothy talks about how God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the power of, 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 of strength and a sound mind or a sober mind, meaning this, that I can be in my right mind knowing that no matter what I am facing, I, I can go back and, and, and sound like Paul says, greater is he that's in me. Then he that is in the world, or I can go back and deal with Isaiah saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But yet all of this attitude is standing on the word of God. Tell somebody, where are you? ask somebody, where are you standing right now? Because we need to be standing on the word of God because we are standing and waited on that foundation. It's amazing how you can stand against storms. You can stand against contrary and, 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 and very uh, boisterous winds. How you can make it through earthquakes and you can make it through hurricanes and tsunamis knowing that your foundation uh, is rooted and founded on the word of God. Or can I get a little closer here? On Christ, uh, the solid rock I stand. Uh, uh, other ground is sinking sand, pointing out that there's no one else I turn to, no one else I will trust to. I won't lean to left, no, I'll lean to right, but I'll stand uh, right where I am. But the problem is some of y'all need to check where you're standing. Because are you standing on the Word of God? 
to, to, to those who do not know Christ, I, I want you to listen to this. Say, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that I might have shaky grounds. I realize I'm meeting obstacles I cannot overcome. And you're not alone because we as Christians, we who know Christ, we too meet obstacles that we cannot overcome. But the difference is we don't try to overcome them. We let God take care of them. Because when we look at this text, everybody with me here now? First Josh, Joshua, first chapter, starting at the first verse. I, 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 I. I'm going to deal with this whole text, but I'm not going to read it all to you. I'm just going to deal with the first verse. Read the first verse in your hearing. But I'm going to deal with the ninth to the ninth verse. It just simply says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, I'm going to stop right there, but I want you to look. The first uh, chapter in the first verse says, after. Which means something happened before. It starts out with after, saying that there were some events that came before this. And so looking at the book of Joshua, look what it comes after. <laughs> comes after Deuteronomy. If you read Deuteronomy, you realize at the end of Deuteronomy, somebody died. Somebody didn't make it all the way. Somebody was told by God that you can't go so, you can only go so far. And so he told Moses, uh, at the time, uh, way back, you look back in uh, Genesis, as the biggest numbers, uh, you can see when he talked to Joshua and says, God has chosen you. Uh, he has given you a portion of his spirit, and now I will give you a portion of my authority so that people get used to hearing you and following you, and you are going to continue on after me. But this is way back. And so Joshua was serving Moses, who Moses was serving God. We see that Moses is serving God because God said he's my servant. How many here want to be a servant of God? You see, there's a, there's, that's, that's a, a specific title. Everybody didn't get, doesn't have that title. <laughs> see, see, we look at servanthood as debasing and, and humiliating, but God has elevated. So when you serve me, oh, look out, somebody. Moses, my servant. Moses who? That Moses that was able to walk on dry land in between the Red Sea. That Moses. <laughs> that Moses that's able to drop his staff and turn to a snake and pick it back up. It was back a staff. That, that Moses. That, that, that Moses I was able to go in front of a king and let him know that your water is going to turn to blood. Uh, that Moses. That, that Moses I was able to tell him that it's going to be dark and nobody's going to have light but us out there. And you're going to see it because <laughs> we're going to be shining light. Uh, that Moses. So you can see here being a servant of God frees you up to be used by God and do some miraculous things. And so that's why God is, is pointing out to Joshua. And that's why the author wrote it in such a way. So you look at this. After Moses there's, a, there's a setting something up here because God reminds us that he is faithful by pointing at his record. How can I be strong and courageous by reminded of God's faithfulness? Somebody need to write that down because when stuff gets hard, we forget how he's been faithful to us. Oh, I wish I was talking to somebody else in here because somebody else needs to hear this. I, I, I hear y'all that's with me, but somebody else needs to hear this. Uh, you, you can be reminded when things don't go your way. You can be reminded how God's been faithful. Uh, yes, you got sick, but God uh, is faithful. You might have lost your job, but God is faithful. Uh, you might have lost a loved one, but God is faithful. It's easy when the checks still come in. It's easy when you always got a bed to lay down in. It's easy when you always have some food to eat and something to drink. But when that stuff is not there, can you still say that God is faithful? If you need some help, then just open up your Bible and say, Lord, remind me of how good you are. 
And gosh, I'm so glad you asked <laughs> because I love telling my story. Aren't you so glad that God loves telling his story? We know he loves telling the story because we still got the book. <laughs> you know, books that are not good uh, don't last. <laughs> but we call it the good book for a good reason. <laughs> it talks about a good God <laughs> and his good story about how Jesus bled and died for. Aren't you so glad? And so we see here. We see after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to who? Joshua. What we're going to do is hear how God empowers Joshua, how God affirms Joshua, and how God uh, gives a confirmation and uh, gives him authority to lead his people. But God realized in order for you to lead Joshua, you first need to be following me. That went over somebody's head. I'm going to say it again. In order for you to lead anybody, your life, your family, your household, you first need to follow the leader. A good leader is also a better follower. I'll say that again. That went over somebody's head. A good leader is also a better follower. You see, see everybody want to be a great leader, but they're a horrible follower. Just because you got a lot of people under you does not mean you're a great leader. You want, to ch- you want to find out how good you are at leading people? Go try to lead people who you are not paying. And it's all your idea. It's all of your idea. And see if they follow you. Some of us have some great leaders right here because you have your own ideas You've, and you got people to join you. You, you decided to start a book club. It was your idea and people followed you. They joined your, your book club. You, you might have started a committee at your school and people liked your idea and they joined your committee at school. Or you might have campaigned for an office. They said, you know what? I'll vote for you for student council, school board, president of this commission. They follow you because why? They say, I've seen you and I'm willing to follow you. And that's a test of leaders because you did not pay them. But yet, when you pay people, right, you can see them just follow you. I'm coming for that paycheck. Then the other test is putting up with people who are full of opinions. And so God realized that, Joshua, before I put you with these opinionated folks, (laughs) God called them stiff-necked. He called them hard-headed. But yet, he killed off that generation and says, look here, you're going to be right uh, for this right generation because I'm about to fulfill my covenant. But before you can deal with them, I want to re- you to be reminded, first of all, who I am. You see that in the text? Because then he goes on, so just as I was with Moses, what? I will be with you. Do you see that? My so- my Moses, my- Moses, my servant, is dead. He's not coming back. He's gone. So therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. So he's pointing out to him, in order for me to bring you to where you are, ought to be, you got to remember where you came from. I wish I was talking to somebody. I'm with y'all, but somebody just needs to hear this. See, in order for you to get where you need to go, you need to remember where you came from. Because when you remember where you've come from, you remember where not to go. I'm going to walk down here for a moment. <laughs> when you go on the wrong way before, you know the right way. So you driving, and you, you go in the wrong direction. So I've been here before, and this is not where I want to go. That's right, buddy. Because when you know where you've been, you know where you want to go. 
So God is pointing to, to Joshua. You, you, you've seen what happened, Joshua. You and Caleb are the only ones left now. Uh, you've seen uh, these unrepenting uh, uh, and hard-necked, stiff-necked people not listen to me. But yet, since you are faithful, I'm going to let you see this whole transition. Oh, I wish I had somebody here. You're going to see from the beginning uh, to the end. You're going to bring them in and let me fulfill my promise. You see that here? So he lets them know, remember what Moses, Moses, that Moses that I've been faithful with. This was, Joshua was Moses' servant. So Joshua saw firsthand how God was faithful to Moses. We see Joshua was always within an earshot <laughs> when Moses was spending a long time with God. It says that Aaron was well, below Joshua, who was higher than him, while Moses was on the mountaintop. Check it out. Joshua only went so far, but he went further than everybody else. How do I know that? Because Aaron went down and made that golden calf. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. But Joshua's right there waiting for his servant, Moses, whom he was serving, who was standing by next to God. Listen to what God had to say. Said that Joshua would be outside of the tent of meeting while Moses would be there. Joshua's always within the earshot. Joshua's always within the earshot, ready to serve his, ser his, his master, Moses, who is already serving our God. And so Joshua saw how God was faithful to Moses. He let Moses know how he could hold up his arms. And as long as his arms stood up, they would fight against the battle. And Joshua found that out because Joshua, Moses chose Joshua to command his arms. And so Joshua could see when Moses' arms started falling, I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> We getting defeated, Moses. And Aaron and Hur saw that, so they were holding him up. And they got tired, so they got rocks <laughs> to hold him up. But Joshua realized that God was favored to what he told to Moses. As long as Moses' arms stood up, they would prevail. And Joshua saw that. So, we, see, in order for us to be strong and courageous, somebody remember God's faithfulness. When you remember God's faithfulness, you can think about, yes, you're sick today, but how, how long have you been healthy? Mm. God is faithful. Uh, you, you, you don't have enough money today, but what about all those other days you had enough money? God, God is faithful. Uh, you didn't get to have your steak dinner tonight, but remember the last time you had a steak dinner? God is faithful. See, see we receive so many blessings. Uh, we don't thank God for these blessings, but when we miss out on some stuff, uh, all of a sudden it's God's fault. We don't look at each other and say, I, I wrote too big of a check. I bought more house than I should have bought I got a new car when I said I got a used car. We, 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 we want to blame the recession while we're in a recession. Problem is, uh, you should have seen it coming. You notice your income has not increased in so long. Why'd you increase your buying? Because that's what happened, right? People got too many houses, too many cars to pay for, so they got to let them go. When, when we remember of God's faithfulness, we remember God always gave the necessity. He gave them enough clothes to last them 40 years. You know how many pairs of clothes he gave them? He didn't give them pairs of clothes. <laughs> All they had was that one robe and one sandals that did not wear out. Tell somebody, God is faithful. Tell, how many times did they uh, make bread in the morning? God made the bread for them out of dew. In the wilderness. Come on, somebody. Y'all understanding me here? <laughs> how, how did they get all this gold and all these things? Uh, God told them, go to the Egyptians and ask for it. And, and guess what? The Egyptians, they gave them more than enough. Come on, somebody. 
God is faithful. God, God will show you what he can do for you when you just trust in him. And he's showing here and says, look, look here, look here. I can either give it to you myself or I can send people. Hello, somebody that will give you what you need. I can move in some special ways. It doesn't have to be always magnanimous. Sometimes I can move in a still, quiet wind and give you everything that you need. God is faithful. And since God is faithful, then he tells them another way how to be strong and courageous. He tells them to, uh, uh, verse 7 and verses 8, he tells them to obey my commands. You see that in the text. To obey my commands. And he, he, he emphasized, he emphasized whose commands to obey. He did not say Aaron's. He, he did not say Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, high, the high priest, uh, over the, and with the Levites, you know, who, who taught them and led them with the sacrifice. He, he did not say Aaron. He said, whom my servant Moses has given you. I want to point something out to you. Too many times, too many times, too many times, we go to the wrong source instead of going to the source. Let me point out to you this. Uh, I'm standing here telling you to obey the word of God. I'm standing here telling you to obey the word of God. So when you leave this place, you should not say, Sam told me to do this. I got somebody over here. But you should believe it here and say, let me go back to the word of God and see what it really says. That's why I asked you, do you have your Bible open? Because I, I want you to make sure I'm not telling you a lie, but you can find the truth uh, right there. Because God speaks clearly. He doesn't speak in confusing, gibberish words. And so he's saying here that you've you seen Moses. You were within the earshot of Moses. You, you was up there, unlike them other folks, scared when I was shaking the mountain and speaking in a big cloud and lightning. You didn't say, don't just speak out loud so we can hear you. You was right there waiting with Moses. But the people cried out, said, it's too much for us. It's terrible for us. God, just speak to Moses. But Joshua, see how God commanded him. And giving him. We see how Joshua was faithful even before he was even given this authority. He was faithful just as a little small spy representing the tribes of Israel. He was faithful. Why? Because he believed in God and he got to see the unfolding of God. Now God is reminding him just as I was with Moses. Come on somebody. I'll be with you. See another way for us to be faithful. How to be, how to be strong and courageous is remember God's faithfulness. Remember his word and remember that he'll be with us. You see, you see, because in order for him to know that God's going to be with him, he first has to know the Word of God. Because when you know the Word of God, then you are in the will of God by obedience. He says, not, do not just know it, but he says to obey it. And he didn't just say obey, but he said to meditate on it. How long? Day and night. We tell everybody, I love the Lord and I study my Word on Sunday. And there's some of y'all spiritual folks on Wednesday night too. But God told Joshua day and night. Tell somebody day and night. Tell somebody night and day. Tell them all the day long. Get up in that word. Because in the word, you get reminded how faithful he is. The word will show you how you should go. Because he tells them, do not go to the left. Do not go to the right. Just stand. Woo! Just stand. That's why we can say on Christ, the solid rock I stand. 
That's why we can say, finally, my brothers, in the presence of God and all his might, put on the whole armor of God and stand. Stand. We can stand because God is standing before us and God has protected us from what's behind us. We can stand because God's going to go before us and fight us. How do we know this? Joshua saw this. God told Moses and Joshua that the battle is mine. I will go and fight before you. How, how is it that we remember God's faithfulness? Because if he's been faithful in this time, look, 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 they have made it this far. That means they have defeated armies up to this point. Uh, they have walked land they never walked before, and God has brought them through. Uh, Joshua's being reminded that you led Moses, and you said you're going to be with me, uh, and telling me to be strong and courageous. You're letting me know I got a big task in front of me. Anybody here have a big task in front of them? Some, some, some of you have daily tasks every day. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't have children, so I don't have that responsibility, but that's a big task uh, to make sure you provide for your children, to make sure they have food when you come home, to make sure they got clothes uh, so they can go, to, especially now with this new clothing uh, 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 uniform. You got to make sure they have the right uniform so they can get up into school. Uh, then they got those hair, the, the hair stuff. You got to make sure they got a right haircut. They don't mess it up. You got to take care. You have to watch out and make sure that your children get what they need. That's a task. It's a task working on your marriage because you know how, how difficult you are by yourself, let alone with you with somebody else that you love. Uh, you got to work on that. Uh, that's a big task, but I'm here to let you know you don't have to do it by yourself. Be strong and courageous, knowing that God will not leave you nor forsake you. Just obey his commands. Uh, remember what he has done, and you'll see that he'll be with you. Because in God's commands, it tells you how you shall not commit adultery. Thank you, Lord. I needed that reminder. And it tells you, tell you how you should not lie, how you should not gossip. Thank you, Lord. I needed that reminder because oh, maybe I'm just talking to myself. All y'all holy folks, y'all don't mess up. But you see, there's a thin line because you can get with some people. You can start talking about some people. And that talking about some people becomes slander. You're no longer trying to talk about the problem, but now you're talking about the person. But yet when the word of God get a hold of you, you say, oh, you need to apologize right now. You need to straighten that up uh, and, and say, I forgive me. I'm wrong for that. We need to change the conversation. And before we change, we want to pray for that person now. Because too many times we want to press them. Well, we will pray for them, but let me talk about them like a dog. No, 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 no. We need to realize that God has, gi has given his commandments. And when we study them day and night, then we'll be so filled with them that it will come out. It says, how would I not sin against you by having your word hidden? within our heart. How can I hear the word hidden within my heart? By meditate on it day and night. And how Joshua's meditate is not simply how we may meditate now. You know, you might see people on TV and, and all these things meditating. They have their eyes closed, their mouths closed, and, and just, just go like this. Mm. But what here is this, that when meditating on this, to go over what Moses has written in an undertone and basically saying, thou shalt not have no other God before me, thou shalt not make any idols. And just going over that continuously to remember that. How often do you read God's word out loud over and over again till you remember it, till you can recite it? Uh, many of you know Bible verses because you read those verses over and over again. So imagine if you start reading some more stuff, how much more you would know. You might, you might forget the address that we some say, but you know what it says. And that's what he's saying. When you study his word in that way, you'll be reminded. Because why? The Holy Spirit reminds us and teaches us what God says. 
And it confirms to us what his word says. The word will let us know. So as we learn how to be courageous, we know how to, we, God is faithful and he's, we'll obey his commands. So look at, at verse 9. It simply says, it simply says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged or dismayed or fearful. For the Lord your God is with you where? Wherever you go. So, so, so Joshua, in his quiet time, in his preparation to become a great leader, God first built him up. And the situation is many of us want great things in our lives, want great things in our lives, but we're not willing to do the preparation. We're not willing to do the work. Joshua did not just wake up and became leader, but it started way back in numbers. And, and that's some 40 years ago. For 40 years, they were in the wilderness wandering, and now God's ready to send them into the promised land. See, Joshua had to wait for God to put him in this position. And the thing is this, that Joshua was called. He didn't try for it. But yet God called him because of his already faithfulness. If you're not faithful now, how will you be faithful later? If you're not obedient now, how will you be obedient later? If you're not trusting God now, how are you going to trust him when things get difficult or things get hard? See, Joshua was already trusting in God, so when things get hard, he became even stronger. So God said, now you're ready to lead my people. Because he says, I will be with you. And since I will be with you, I will be with my people. Because I am completing this covenant. And I'm so glad that God's a covenant person. Which means that, 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 that to, to, to make it simple, means this, that God's word is his word. We say, I promise, because we have to give more credence to our word because our word is so weak. We have to swear because our word is so weak. But God's word is so powerful that we already know that when God said, let there be light, come on, somebody. It was no argument. It was no debate. Garner Taylor says it like this. When God said the word let, he says everything with with possibility and capability stood at attention, ready for the command. He said, let there be, and everything strained to become what was not just to be what there is. He said, let there be light, and light showed up. It's the same how powerful God's word is that as he's working, things are working, ready to be ready. And God's letting Joshua know, I am speaking right now, letting you know I'm about to take you into the promised land. But in order for you to get there, you need to be strong and courageous. But in order for you to be strong and courageous, you need to be reminded that God is faithful. Understand his commandments. And when you know all that, then you have a better confirmation of knowing that he'll be with you. Do you see it all right there in the text? And I just want to close with verse 11. Look at verse 11. It says, go through the camp. And tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land that your God is giving you. I'm going to close this. I'm going to leave you alone. When you look how Joshua became strong and courageous, then God sent him to go throughout the camp and tell everybody to get ready. I'm missing some folks. I'm missing some folks. I'm missing some folks. God prepared Joshua and built him up. Then he went into the camp and told the people, get ready. 
Um, Y'all make me work a little bit harder on this. See, Joshua was already ready. Because God already let him know. When he, as soon as Joshua heard, since you was with Moses, Moses you're going to be with me. And then God told him this good stuff. He says this, that every place your foot touches is yours. Joshua, shown enough, was ready to touch everything that God has given him. And so he went down and got the people to get ready. But the problem is that these people might not have been strong and courageous. And so if you keep on reading in the text, it said he took some days before they got ready. Because Joshua had to remind them of what they have done. And so in this process, in this process, many of us are fearful of doing bigger and greater things because we know how weak we are. Or we allow things that look in front of us bigger than what they really are. I heard somebody use the acronym for fear as false evidence appearing real. And, and, and so it reminds me of the story of these birds. These black birds were sitting on a fence. And they saw a man in a field. And this field was a strawberry field. And these black birds wanted those strawberries. But they were scared because they saw the man in the middle of the field. And so then these other black birds got on to that man. And those birds says, don't you see that man in that field? And the birds replied, what man? That man you want. The bird says, this is not a man. This is a scarecrow put here to scare you. But if you can just get over your fear, you can come in and get all the strawberry fields you want. And the birds just flew. I came by here this morning to tell you that you can just get over your fear. God got a strawberry field right for you. You can just walk in to your blessing. Just be strong and courageous, holding on to God's unchanging hand, knowing that he's faithful, knowing that he's able. In God good, good God from Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to tell somebody, be strong and a good courageous. God's got your blessing. He's got you covered. He's been faithful up to now. He'll follow you. He'll be with you forever. So tell your neighbor, be strong and courageous. That's all you need to do. Remind, be reminded of God's faithfulness. Know his commandments. And then again, you'll be reminded of God's faithfulness. If you do not know Jesus, I want you to know that he is faithful. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose from the grave on the third day, you shall be saved. This is God's covenant. This is his word that he gives to you if you do not know him. And you too can experience peace and prosperity and success in Jesus Christ. Peace and prosperity and success in Jesus Christ. I didn't say in this world, but in Jesus Christ. Because this world is destined to fail. But if you die, where will you be living? But if you know Christ, you know you have a place over in glory in heaven. And Jesus has prepared a place for his saints, and he's waiting for you to come. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. 
Father, we come to you right now, Lord, thanking you, thanking you, thanking you for being so patient with us and being so faithful towards us. And because of your grace and your mercy, Father, Lord, we are here. And, Lord, we know it's not because of what we have done, but what you have done for us. Lord, we pray right now if there's someone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they confess right now, believe in their heart, and confess that Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross for their sins and rose from the grave on the third day and is now seated with you. Father, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. Amen.